It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. It is Thursday afternoon. Rob and Ed hanging with you and joining us on the line representing the 8th Legislative District. Matt Banky, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, sir. How are you guys doing? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we do each and every day throughout this pandemic. Try to uh, bring information, a little levity, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a ride, and I'm sure you're well aware of that, being a member of the legislature. Um, let, let me start first, Representative Banky, here. Um, how many conversations are you having weekly with the caucus um, regarding the stay-at-home orders and uh, what the what what House Republicans have discussed in regards to um, what the shelter-in-place orders are and and some direction that the that your part of the legislature could potentially provide in all of this. So uh, first off, again, thanks for having me on board, and I appreciate what you guys are doing because we do need a little levity within this. It is a stressful time for all of us, and we thank. The nurses, the healthcare workers who are out there working, you know, every day on the front lines for us. Uh, the amount of meetings, we're meeting two to three times a week internally in our caucus and kind of developing the strategy. But, again, as people see those meetings, we're also then subdividing or then distributing some of that work to where I will meet with the hospitals. I'll meet with tech reps. Uh, that's the tech companies. Um, this week I met with Union Gospel Mission the Salvation Army, the homeless crisis issues, and even the some of the construction workers and things that are going on to kind of get that feel of what's happening regionally, to bring that back to the caucus, to get that communication and continue that communication as we move forward, and then help to provide some of our staff mentors as well as our leadership. When we do get into the meetings with the governor, we are challenging him at each and every step of the way with what we're hearing from not only King County, which we always hear it's about King County, it's not. It's about the rest of the state and what's really going on right here in the 8th District. We're talking with Representative Matt Banky from the 8th Legislative District here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Um, so obviously you've heard a bit from your constituents. Uh, I'm sure the emails have been flowing in as well as phone calls. Uh, you did have a town hall. Uh, that took place recently. You, Representative Clippert, Senator Brown. Uh, what was the what was the feel? What was the tone from that town hall for those who were not able to attend? I, I think people were uh, at first thankful that we're actually reaching out and really listening to the concerns of every individual that's going through this hardship, whether it's the unemployment issues of being laid off or in a business that they want to get back to work. They're just waiting for the the gates to open. And how can we go ahead and help? solve what's going on. Everybody is great about bringing together in our community. And you just had on uh, a great American, uh, John Inman, there with McCurley Group and other businesses around the community that want to step up. They want to help, even if they have to kind of go back in that quarantine or lay off some individuals, but they want to get back to the economy. So we're hearing a lot of that, but ensuring each and every one of us are doing it safely and doing it in a manner that we can maintain this uh, 
safety and awareness of what we need to do into the new normal. Everybody's talking about it. I really, frankly, want to get back to the old normal, and I believe we can. And we have a lot of really good ideas that we're trying to get to the governor to make sure we can get it back to normal as soon as possible. Now, Representative Banky, one of the things that's been a frustration for a lot of people, particularly those that are small business owners, is the um, the determination of essential versus non-essential, even within specific sectors like construction and so on and so forth. Is there any industry that you can think of that would not be able to operate at some level that could implement uh Protocols like social distancing, uh, keeping a minimum of six feet away, having sanitizing agents like hand sanitizer or other things available for people that come into their business, wearing masks, wearing gloves. Is there an industry that you could think of that that could pose a difficulty to that could prevent them from possibly resuming business? So the quick answer is no. I believe each and every one of us, and when I talk out to community leaders again, they're telling us we have a solution in place. They've done the internal analysis to where really it's a supply issue. They just need to order a number of masks, a number of hand sanitizers like you're talking about. And I use the example of what we did at Columbia Basin College. We went ahead and already pre-positioned this. We have hand sanitizers in every building, in every room, every hallway. Individuals who work on campus or around the area is already prepped with masks and other devices so we can have those precautions in place. And I think each and every one of these businesses show the true nature of what we are as Americans. And they jump to this and that passion that we're not just going to sit back. They're leaning forward in the saddle, if you will, and they're already getting their staff together. The leadership teams are already coming to us with, here's our plan, and this is our plan to success, to get back safely and how we can do that without really having that much harm or really limiting the risk to individuals or even customers that may come into their businesses. We're talking with Representative Matt Banky from the 8th Legislative District here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Um, Representative Banky, one of the other things that we certainly know is out there is the governor has said that if non essential businesses operate, they do so under the threat of losing their business license. We know Oregon uh, has taken a step to pull uh, a license or two from bars that have decided to violate their order. We haven't heard anything publicly in the state of Washington, at least it's been released, about any businesses that have had their licenses pulled in this state. But there seems to be a growing discontent among the small business owners, particularly in eastern Washington. Uh, we, we have heard that there are some industries, some companies, that plan on reopening May 5th, regardless of what the what the governor says on Friday. So if you do have a number of them that do open, and they do decide that they are going to do this with safety protocols in place, and there's a significant amount, do you think, this is just speculative, would the governor use that authority to pull those business licenses and possibly create a larger economic problem than, already that, than, than what already exists by preventing revenue at the local and the state level from coming in by shutting these businesses down for good? So it's a great question and uh, just speculative. Uh, if he does, I think it's going to bring to a point where we're right now at a tipping point in our society of, uh, as a leader, you got to maintain to ensure that everybody's on board and moving toward a common goal. And what I always go back to as a leader in the military and troops in combat was, if everybody's not bought in and 
And you can tell that and you can sense it in our community and you can feel it when you're talking to individuals around our towns and across the state that he's going to start feeling that from all sides. It's not going to be a Democrat Republican thing. It's going to be all businesses and everybody is starting to see that. And we see that with, uh, like you mentioned, not only local businesses, but statewide. We're hearing from the um, the casinos are beginning to open up on um, Indian reservation lands and some of the other areas across the state. And they're the first ones that are already kind of pushing that envelope, if you will, to see what the government's going to do and how they're going to enforce that. I know the attorney general has come out a couple times and said, hey, what's going on in Franklin County is not right, and kind of told him he would then work on enforcement agencies with that. I want to see what really, if he's going to push it to that limit, it is really going to show the true nature of what America is really all about, what our Constitution is about, and our right of freedoms, and how we enforce the freedoms that our Constitution and we, uh, meaning veterans, have fought and died for over so many years that we've come to this point that we have a governor that's going to then stop people from going and utilizing that aspect of getting back to work and helping us do that. I believe we're trying to meet him, you know, halfway. We're trying to get those compromises and work within that safety realm with these procedures in place. And then, as he says in that REASTAT, I believe it's a phased process to where we can get up to that 25%. And even in this pack, you mentioned a little bit about California, Oregon, Washington, and then his buddies in Colorado. Colorado's opening up. There's Democrat governors who are already opening up. So why aren't we? I keep getting those phone calls from people saying it's happening in other states. We're not seeing any issues. People are scared of a second wave, and we're still concerned about that. But we do need to work toward opening up as opening up as soon as we can. So let's see what happens here. We should know here tomorrow when he comes out with another press conference. Now, Representative Banky, I'm glad you mentioned the tribal casinos because we do understand that Northern Quest is one of those casinos that plans to open on May 5th. Whenever the governor has had an address, he is usually made sure to mention that his proclamations do not extend to tribal lands, that they are a sovereign nation, and that all he can do is request that they follow and that they do the same that the rest of the state is doing. But now you've got one for sure in Northern Quest in eastern Washington that is planning on reopening with protocols in place on May 5th. That, again, puts us in another situation where you have a complete separate operation going on in the state that, that to me, is only going to inflame the situation further. Right. And I agree. And that's one thing, again, back to a leadership. You have clearly defined objectives that you want to go after. Let's clearly define those objectives. Let's all move together toward that. And in our options that we're looking at, our course of actions is let's regionally look at this so we can develop the opportunity so we can secure the hot spots like we do down in the Tyson food plant. And we're doing that. And I want to thank the Benton Franklin Health District and the individuals and people who are on the calls every morning at 8 a.m. with me and trying to get that updates of how we're diverting some of our assets to support people who have lived and worked with uh, the Tyson food plant. But the rest of the state who are really not having that much impact, let's work on these mitigation things and let's get them back to work. We're talking with Representative Matt Banke from the 8th Legislative District here on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. So you alluded a little bit to the governor's uh, press conference tomorrow. There is a lot of anticipation for that, to hear what the governor is going to say. Um, 
There are many that expect an extension of the stay-at-home order, while there are others that are hoping that the governor is going to also announce some relaxations on some businesses. Is there anything that you've heard um, that may be a little bit of a preview of what's coming tomorrow? Is he keeping it all close to the vest, or uh, is there anything that you think we may hear tomorrow that could be uh, positive for especially people here on the eastern side of the state? Well, I tell you, Rob, that's a great question. I think Ed asked me that before as well one other time. So you guys are doing really well on how I can think like Governor Inslee. Oh, no, please don't. Kind of, please please don't think say, like Governor I, Inslee. <laughs> Whatever you yeah. do, don't think like Governor Inslee. No. And it, just to clarify, I'm not. And it kind of scares me when you guys lead me into how is he going to think this way. It, it, it is. It's like – Every time you guys ask me that, I kind of cringe and go, wait a second. You know you know me well enough now not to worry about that. <laughs> like, good grief. But, yeah, I, there is some things we're, we're concerned about. I know uh, the one thing I can tell you is the Department of Commerce, uh, Lisa Brown, is really pushing out what the economic impacts are across the state. And some of the Association of Washington Business, the Retail Association of the State of Washington, have put plans in place that really use the template that construction – has done to where he opened that up, as well as our hospitals going back to the elected surgeries. We're hoping and we're hearing kind of the grumblies that he's going to allow a little bit more of those hospitals uh, services to provide those more open doors. After that, we're hoping, and again, not thinking like he would ever or even anticipating. <laughs> uh, he, he never calls me, by the way, so I don't know. Uh, but through JT and some of our leadership, it's really frustrating when we offer up these templates and ideas of, how we can get back to work and showcase it actually is working. Uh, he really is. It's frustrating on our side that he just turns them away and says, no, we need to do this. So we don't get back into this as a second wave or this precaution. Uh, we're hearing that it's really going to be a little bit more economic focused. But as you saw in those slideshows that he did, and it was kind of droning on of now we've moved the target again yesterday by even more stats and more data points and all this additional stuff, I think people are getting tired of that. And, again, we're at a tipping point where we need to be focused leadership. We need to show our true colors as Americans. We need to get people back to work, and we need to let the you know the economy get back up and running. You know, one of the things, data-wise, Representative Banky, that the governor has not talked about yet, we're hearing more and more about it, particularly over the last week to 10 days. Different areas of the country have been employing antibody testing. Uh, the antibody testing has begun in our area. There's a couple places that are doing it. We don't hear the governor talk a whole lot about the impact of antibody testing results. Um, is is there a particular reason for that? Is Because it seems to me that most people that are seeing the results of that are beginning to see the exact the, the, the full impact of this, and it seems that he doesn't want that to necessarily ruin the narrative. Right, and that's where I agree with you there. Because when the testing comes across, and we see it in other states, and you mentioned it, it actually is showing us where most people, if anything, has already got this herd immunity. It's already have it. A lot of people, like myself included, came through SeaTac between January and February during the time, supposedly, that <clears throat> it was coming into the state. We were really concerned about the spread of this, and then started seeing two cases pop up. And now this one way of working with, of course, and I'm not an expert, but Working with uh, Benton Franklin Health District, their experts and the people on the ground are telling us we need the test to go ahead and see where the cases are so we can analyze to make sure it's not spreading, of course. But then who has the antibodies to make sure we can develop that? And I know local individuals 
who have actually reached out to me have said, I have it. I want to volunteer, which is a great American spirit, volunteer my blood if we can assist in any antibody step to help save other people. And to me, that's great Americans that we can help share blood and help each other out to I'm volunteering to run down to Cadillac right now or Trios and Lords and say, here, take my blood. If it will help, they're willing to stand up and do that. To back to your question, I believe that's part of the narrative. When you're showing numbers, you need to show the whole case of what's really going on. Paul Harvey used to say, show the rest of the story. What is the rest of the story here going on? And if it's a matter of we need more testing, let's open the floodgates with Pacific Northwest Natural Labs and put all them to work. Let's get everything we can in our community to rise up and do what we can. We have a lot of smart people locally that I think are still sitting on the sidelines waiting for guidance and waiting for that direction that we need to go forth. And we'd be happy to jump on board and sit with that way. Representative Matt Beggy from the 8th Legislative District. Appreciate your time this afternoon, sir, always. And like you, uh, we will be waiting to hear what the governor has to say tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting it live for everyone uh, to be able to listen along with us. Uh, thanks for your service. And be safe and be well. Thank you, guys. And, again, thanks to people who are donating to Second Harvest. Again, can't thank them enough. And other people that are helping out in the community. Appreciate you guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Representative Matt Beggy from the 8th Legislative District joining us here on the Bottom Line, News Radio 610-KO1A. When we come back, Representative Branke did mention Tyson. We just received an update regarding some of the tests that have come back from the Tyson facility. We'll share that with you on the Bottom Line. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610, KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610, KONA, 547-1610, if you'd like to get involved. And if you're looking for an extra level of safety, during the coronavirus pandemic, stop by and see CBD American Shaman. Uh, they are across from the grain elevator in Pass or in uh, Kennewick, excuse me, off Clearwater. They have um, a fantastic product that's not alcohol based. It's not comprised of harsh chemicals. There's no bleach, anything like that. But it kills bacteria and virus on contact because the active ingredient is hypochlorous acid, a naturally occurring weak acid, which means it's safe for your skin. It's safe for any surface. That means any kind of fabric, anything else. Believe me, it's a fantastic product. I've been using it for, for a couple months now, ever since most of this stuff began. But they're giving it away for free. So if you walk in the door, say, hey, I heard about your sanitizing wash, which you can put on any surface. In fact, they're auto body places in town that are using it in mass, spraying down the inside of cars to disinfect them, using it all over their lobbies inside their properties uh, to make sure that they keep things sanitized. It's quick, it's easy to use. The sanitizing gel right on your hands. Feels just like hand sanitizer, except it doesn't leave a layer on top. It actually absorbs right into your skin because the molecules are smaller than water molecules. But stop by CBD American Shaman. Ask them how you can get the free hand sanitizer, the gel, the wash, give yourself another added level of safety during the coronavirus pandemic. So we did receive an email with the numbers um, from the Tyson testing. Yeah, the uh, Walla Walla County Department of Community Health. Uh, now, keep in mind that there are over 1,400 employees at Tyson, okay? Quite a few. Uh, test results are back for 400 of them. So uh, close, you know, a third 
to a quarter of them uh, are back. So 400 tests. 400 tests, 75 are positive. So obviously that means 325 are negative. Yeah. Now, according to the protocols set in place, those that test negative can return to work immediately. Mm -hmm. Those that test positive uh, have to be symptom-free for seven days before they can return to work. We know that um, the plant itself shut down. By for, Tyson. For, yes. They did, they did it on their own. Yes. So that they could test everyone. And then once they, you know, maybe uh, they can start to fire things back up, knowing that they have at least 325 employees that could work right now that are negative for coronavirus, um, or they may wait for the next batch of results to come back before they slowly start going back up. So yeah. that's the situation. I mean, 75 and and 71 of those 75 live in Benton and Franklin County. So right. I would expect in the next day or two, for the Benton Franklin Health District numbers to jump up by that amount plus whatever sure. else is out there. Absolutely. And the thing is, is, you know, since the plant's been closed, obviously they've been doing a deep cleaning. They've been sanitizing yes. everything. So once they feel they have enough of a workforce that they can reopen, the facility will have already been deep cleaned so that people can go back in and resume work without any kind of fear for their safety and of course i'm sure there will be protocols in place as well um but we know that there are people growing more and more concerned about the supply chain particularly when it comes to food to be able to have tyson reopen uh in a in a, in a reasonable amount of time will certainly go to help allay some of those concerns back with more of the bottom line after this Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved. So, Ed, I'm going to throw this question out there. Okay, throw away. Regardless, they throw up. Yes, yes. Regardless of what the governor says tomorrow, yeah. if there is a business in our area that decides to reopen on May 5th, I have one of two questions. First question is, will you patronize that business? The second question is, will you turn that business in? Mm. Um, Five four seven one six ten is the number to answer those questions. And and honestly, I think they're both fair questions um, because there are many who have called for a, uh, a a rebuilding of our economy that particularly small business owners, which we have a lot of around here, that there are a lot of businesses that are currently open and operating, even in the retail industry, that have protocols in place and that have been operating with protocols in place. At the same time, you have other people who believe that we should adhere as strictly as possible to what's been laid out, and that means that you, you if you're non-essential, that you shouldn't open. Um, I'll tell you my answer. Go right ahead. I think, um, and, and I, I totally get, and I'm with you on both of those 
of those points. Both of them are valid. Um, and, you know, I've tried to do my best, just like everybody else, like most everybody else during this very difficult time to adhere to the rules, but be mindful that they don't go too far or start infringing on things. I am of the mindset that we have got to be getting close to opening things up. Having said that, I can tell you there's two two questions. The second one, I can tell you I will not turn any businesses in. I don't I I don't care to to do that. I I'm not going to do that. I'm a law-abiding citizen except for I speed too much. Uh, that's another topic for another day. Uh but I I'm not going to turn any businesses in. As far as patronizing those businesses, I guess it kind of depends on what the business is um, and, and how they're operating. If if it is a business that uh, I might frequent anyway and they are going to open, even if it's against the governor's orders, but they're doing so, you know, with curbside service or social distancing or all those other factors in place that, frankly, restaurants and some of the other things that have been able to do legally – if you can find a way to do that, I, I might I might frequent the business. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Brad from Kennewick. Hi, Brad. What's up? I would absolutely patronize that business. I'd be proud of them if they opened it. Absolutely would not turn them in. Thank Why? you. Why would I turn them in? Am I the Gestapo? No. I encourage them to open. I'll frequent their business, and I would thank them for it. Let's one more time pursue happiness, liberty, and let's produce our uh, pursue our freedom. Thank you for the call, Brad. We appreciate it. And you know, I think one of the things that we have to look at in this because we keep we keep getting away from a fundamental aspect of being us. And what I mean by that is, if a business is going to open, they're going to assume a level of risk. Yes. They're going to take on a level of responsibility, and they're going to take on a level of risk. And a conscientious business owner is going to do what he can to mitigate the risk and be responsible. At the same time, as a person, you have the option to not go. True. You have the option to not patronize that business. You have the option to decide to do what you feel is in the best interest for you and for the people that you may come in contact with. So just because a business decides they're going to open, it doesn't mean you have to go if you don't feel comfortable going. That's what... Or if you think they're doing something really right. bad, don't, don't give them that's, your money. That's what being an American means, is, is calculating the risk the responsibility based on the freedoms that we have as Americans. To me, going to narconyourneighbor.wa.gov, that's kind of chicken caca. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? What's, where are you calling from? Uh, Leslie Kennewick. How are you, Leslie? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, yes, I would patronize. Um, I guess it's a business that I would patronize. Um, uh, no, I would not ever turn them in, you know? So, Leslie, of choice. Leslie, let me ask you a question real quick since we've got you, and, and you said depending if it's a business you patronize, if it's a restaurant, 
and yes. you saw that they seem to be doing social distancing, and then there's another restaurant that you're like, well, that looks a little too crowded for me. You're going to make the decision based on how you're comfortable. Yes, freedom of choice. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Thank you for calling, Leslie. And that's, that is, that's what you do when you put a little thought into something. Yep. You, you put a little bit of thought in, and you decide for yourself what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And that business owner takes the calculated risk of whether people are going to come in or people are going to stay away. That's how the process works. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, guys. It's Joe. What's up, Joe? You guys already know how I feel about having this conversation. However, I think we've been doing a pretty darn good job, and it's been a long time. And just like everybody else, there are things I need to go out and get done. And if they're doing the right way and they're all paying attention, I'll go in there because God knows I need a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you you and me and everybody else, Joe. (laughs) But they're playing by the rules, and they're making sure that they're trying to make sure everybody else is safe. Yeah, I'm going to go in there. And if the governor doesn't like it, well, what he doesn't know don't hurt him. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. All I know is I'm craving chicken and pizza. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name's Freedom, and I'm from America, and I would patronize a business I'd never patronized before if they open on the 5th. And also, I have been patronizing business, businesses. I have an in-home hair person that does my hair, and I also have a dog groomer, and I went to their house. That's wonderful. And I got my dog groomed, so middle finger. not to us but to the west absolutely and and i did i did the same thing yeah and i i I did the same thing my 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 dog was having a rough time getting some really bad mats way overdue made a phone call hey do you mind nah he's playing with my dogs all good I, i i i that's you know what do you just get to where enough's enough? I, no, nobody I got nobody got the Rona. Nothing, <laughs> you know, nothing happened. We were all good. Everything was fine. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are either at that point or darn close. That kind of enough is enough. Let's start. Let's start doing. It. And you know, we we are going to find out tomorrow from the governor. He's already indicated that he's going to extend things out. How long past May uh, 4th? We don't know. Under what um, strategies, if there are any, we don't know. But I do know this, Rob. Moments ago, uh, his office sent out a message that he will be addressing the state at 2.30 tomorrow. Well, that's so, good. That's, so that's once consistent. It, once, yes, it is. There was just the one time... He addressed everybody uh, a little bit later, I want to say 5, 6 o'clock or whatever. But he has been fairly consistent with his 2.30 uh, uh, discussions. And so tomorrow at 2.30, we will carry it live here on News Radio 610 KONA. And we appreciate the governor uh, leading into our program so nicely. He will say what he has to say, and then we will eviscerate it. Um it should also be noted that uh, joining him, and sometimes uh, if, if we're not sure what the governor is going to talk about, sometimes the other people he has invited to speak to the media um, tip things off a little bit. Like one time you had the 
you know, the the homeowners or home builders association or something like that. And we knew that that uh, was going to be relaxed, something like that. Uh, joining the governor tomorrow at 2.30 will be John Wiesman, who is the uh, head of the state health department. And, and he has not uh, been a part of these uh, very often, at least not for quite some time. So I'm sure that he is going to, again, uh, my guess, my it is a guess, but it's a fairly educated guess, is that he will extend it. Hopefully, 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 if he extends it, it's only a week or two and not the whole dang month of May. Uh, but it could, could be. Hopefully it's only a week or two. Um, now that we're getting more testing supplies uh, coming our way and that he will outline the parameters for businesses to reopen in the next week or two uh, and have the the health data backing him up from John Wiesman. That's my speculation. Um, again, I he's already said he's going to he, he's going to run it past May 4th. I mean, we know that is coming. My only concern is that Lisa Brown's not a part of this. I, we don't need Lisa Brown. We, we don't need the Department of Commerce. We don't need a a failed federal position candidate telling us what we need to do. He needs to lay things out, which he has done a very poor job of. It's, it's sit around and watch data and react to that data. That's been the plan. So I want to hear a plan. I want to hear him say we're, you know, I don't want I, I, I don't want to extend it, but we already know that that's coming. So if that's coming, it better only be for another week or two. If it's if it's to the end of the if it's to the end of May, oh, Rob, things are going to blow. I'm getting my torch and pitchfork. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now. 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610. If you want to get involved in the program, if you are a customer with American Family Insurance, if you're a client, and you're wondering if you're going to receive a check for a reimbursement on your auto insurance, I suggest you go to jasonhogue.com and look at the website of the only American certified star agent or American star certified agent. For American Family Insurance in the Tri-Cities, if you are, if you do have an auto insurance policy, there's a real good chance that you're going to get a reimbursement for every vehicle that you have covered with American Family Insurance. So visit Jason's website, look at what the details are, find out if you qualify, and while you're there, take a look at some of the other policies. If you're not an American Family Insurance customer and you're thinking to yourself, that's a really cool thing for a company to do, well, go visit jasonhoke.com and see what American American Family Insurance has, and who knows, you may decide uh, to join the American Family Insurance family after it's all said and done. Visit Jason Hogue's website, jasonhogue.com. Um, tomorrow is going to be very interesting, 2.30. That's kind of where everybody's circling and pointing. Yep. And uh, it could be very well, it could very well, Ed, be the most important press conference of the governor's entire tenure. I, you can make that argument. Um, Absolutely, he he could sink his reelection tomorrow at two thirty. He could absolutely decimate any chance he has of getting reelected, because I think Representative Banky mentioned it um, when we spoke with him a little bit earlier in the hour, and he was dead on. 
This isn't just an east, east side issue. This is both sides of the state now that are getting to a point economically that it's it's becoming tenuous at best. Uh, there are small counties on the west side of the state, not the, the entire west side of the state. Just like when I moved out here, people asked me, how do you like living in Seattle? Huh. All of the west side is not Seattle. No. It is not all King County. No. There are small island counties. There are small inland counties that are struggling, that are seeing restaurants drop, that are seeing businesses drop, that are seeing their economies you could just tell by the amount of businesses that may not come back. There's a business in Spokane, Ed, that you and I both like, has announced they're not coming back when this is all said and done. Oh, no. What's that? Rocky Rococo's. Shut up. The Pete's Place. Not coming back. We were just there. In September, we were there. Oh. We had dinner there in September. And you know what? That has been in downtown Spokane forever. Not coming back. They're not reopening. Oh, brutal. Absolutely. So, so you already know. There's an, and there's going to be businesses here that aren't going to be able to come back. And somehow, that economic impact is going to have to be covered. It's going uh, to have to... It, it, well, it's, we know how the governor would like to have that covered. Well, we know how the governor... But that's not going to impact... That's not going to help local communities. By, by creating a state income tax, is not going to help local communities. It's not going to help local governments. It's not going to help local revenue. It's only going to put more money in the black hole called the general fund. The Borg that is the general fund that wants to assimilate every cash earned by a Washingtonian. Every hard-earned penny you make, the governor wants to take from you. So that's not going to help local communities in any way, shape, or form. It's just going to continue to feed the pig at the government level, at the state level. We don't need any more of that. No, we don't. What we need is for the governor to get rid of the neck pain and the back pain because obviously he's not seeing sunshine at this point in time (laughs) and make some decisions that are going to benefit everybody in this state, not just the special interest groups that donate to his campaign. Not just the people whose support he is worried about losing if he doesn't bend and bow to their demands. Because we have seen when the pressure gets on this governor from areas that he counts on for support, he breaks in half. You better be careful. More and more people are going to start calling for you to run for governor. Not running for governor. <laughs> but but I, there's nothing I'm saying here that's not true. No, you're absolutely he's, he's correct. He's shown this time and time and time again. Yes. The man cost Western State Hospital $53 million in federal funding and then turned around to the state legislature and said, oh, you guys make it up. Our taxpayers will make it up. I had to make sure that a 27-member union was covered. You know me. I, I, I look at the big picture, and I just shake my head because... I, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. I've lived in this state long enough that I, um, I, I, I liked Governor Gary Locke. Yeah, he was a D. I didn't like everything he did, but I liked him. He had his head on straight, and he honestly seemed to really care about the whole of Washington. He gives way to Chris Gregoire, whose biggest claim to fame 
was as the state attorney general, she won a tobacco lawsuit, brought in brought in millions of dollars to the state coffers because she sued big tobacco. That's how she got elected and reelected. And now we have this guy. Um, I what happened? What happened? How did we go from mild mannered, fairly middle of the road uh, Gary Locke to this guy? I don't get it. Um, I I I thought that her her biggest claim to fame was that she inherited uh, a a significant surplus. She uh, did, but what, but her campaign was as the state attorney general. She won the big tobacco lawsuit, and she paraded that around. And enough people said, "Hey, didn't, yeah, didn't, hey!" Didn't didn't she have a, a four billion dollar yes, surplus she did. and turned it into a eight billion dollar deficit in well, the first four years? Yes, oh, okay. that was what she did at the by the end of her term. But to first get a, term. by by to but to get elected. <laughs> Everybody thought, "Wow, you know, you know, she's an attorney, and she got us some some money." <laughs> and I guess we need to learn because the that's, guy in there now is an attorney. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. The afternoon report is next.